Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast. Lush? Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now. It is WrestleMania. Welcome to WrestleMania. I mean, it's the time we all wait for, but nobody's in the crowd, so it's a little weird. Yeah, we're We're all locked down. But yeah. they still did it for us. The only sport bringing it to us today, baby. WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So uh, luckily, I guess, or unluckily, I guess, depending on how you look at it, we ended up having two nights of WrestleMania, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Sure. It never happened before. Uh, you know, again, like empty crowds. Uh, they tried to put a cinematic spin on WrestleMania this year. We're going to talk about that. Um but yeah, man, let's just uh, let's just dive right into yeah. it. Yeah, let's just let's dive right, dive into it. right okay, in so. because there's there's a lot to talk about on yeah. this. One. Yeah, so we'll we'll start with night one. Um, the the pre show they had like a little panel. It was just Graves and Rosenberg on like a green screen. Uh, a lot of packages they put together were great. Uh, the Miz and Morrison music video package was absolutely incredible and super funny. And if you didn't see it, I highly recommend you go watch that. Um, but yeah, the uh, the first thing that you see for WrestleMania pre-show is Drew Gulak versus Cesaro. Uh, it was a pretty good match, quick-paced, uh, maybe five minutes or so. Um, the no-hand spin was awesome. It was a great way to kind of kick off the show for the first entering action. Uh, but yeah, would you have any other thoughts on the pre-show? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but... You know, I love Cesaro, and, you know, everybody's dream is being the main event, but, God, man, he's just great at being that opener, and he killed it. To, he killed it on, I almost said today, not today, he killed it on Saturday. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just he's just phenomenal. Both men were phenomenal. It was a great, I think it was a great little way to start up the show. I, I really liked it. That, that was like the peak almost for this whole thing. Not really, yeah. though, but it was, it, yeah. So there was I mean, that. Kind what, of. what came? I mean, kind, of. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the main card uh, starts off with like Stephanie kind of addressing, um, you know. Yeah, she came the, down. The audience or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a good way to get it open. And uh, honestly, the the montage that they did for America the Beautiful instead of having a live I singer was absolutely amazing. I was I like, it. I gave me goosebumps like for sure. Uh, but then the opening package happened, and it was really weird with like the stutter stop and the narration and like. Yeah, um, it was. It had the movie trailer moments. thing. Yeah, it has good moments. And then coming off, my thing was coming off the America the Beautiful thing. It was like I started getting hype. Like, oh yeah. man, this is gonna be good. And then I was like, ooh, a package too, like a, a video. Oh, this is it's gonna be even better. And I thought they were gonna do uh, more nostalgia stuff in the package, and they didn't. And yeah, it just was. It's yeah. kind of weird. They it didn't follow through. With what we just saw, like it kind of yeah. just went totally out of left field. So right, yeah. So then, then Gronk is up in like the crow's yeah. nest or whatever, doing like and a uh, straight up Hogan speech. Like yeah, he was yeah, doing this perfect Hogan hand gesture. He really was. He was really killing, killing like the eight late '80s, early Love '90s pro wrestling vibe. Perfect. Um, yeah, it really was perfect. Gronk is a super entertaining guy. I could have done without Mojo. Uh, we'll get to more Gronk later, but um, but yeah, the first match on the card here is Bliss Cross. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Kabuki. Uh, it was a really weird open with all the, like, the Japanese flying around like and them yelling at each other. It was just really strange. And Cole and JBL really weren't doing the match any favors either with kind of constantly poking holes in the action and like making fun of what was happening in the ring pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Um, it was pretty Good long, point. too. 
Very good point. Yeah, it was, it was pretty long, and it wasn't really memorable. Like, no real memorable moments happened. I mean, Nick, uh, Nikki Cross carried the bulk of the, the load, and Alexa Bliss got the win. Uh, it just it wasn't great. It wasn't it wasn't awful, but it, it wasn't really good either. I gave it a star, just one star. Uh, what, what do you think about Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors? Yeah, I mean, one star might be a little too much for me. I mean, I'm right there at like that D area, which I guess is one star. I mean, um, really, you made a good point that I couldn't really articulate in my own mind about the commentary, and you're right. It kind of shed a light on it as you said it. And maybe it's that bullying JBL type thing, but they really didn't. They didn't help the match. They didn't. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted to say that. Just I just wanted to make people mad by saying that. I'll just call JBL a bully. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get some heat. I don't know. Um, uh, no, but he really you're, you're was. Heat, you're a heat-seeking missile. Heat-seeking missile, but I don't like to read it. I don't like to read it. <laughs> but I want it. I don't like to read it. I don't like. To, I want it. I really want it. Oh my goodness. Don't want to read it. I want it. Oh my goodness. Don't. No. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well. What came after that on uh, night one of WrestleMania? Uh, night one WrestleMania. What do we got? Sorry, we ha- oh yeah, we had Sammy in the back uh, with with Nakamura and Cesaro. Um, I think he's awesome with this whole thing, the whole artist collective. I enjoy it. Uh, it does kind of feel like a waste to have Nakamura and Cesaro be like the backup cast members. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's hard when not when you can't really cut a promo. Um, anyway, um, I like the artist collective. I hope he retains and they keep pushing that stable. Um, that's actually what I put in my notes here, but match number two, match. Actually, we got to jump back over to, no, you know what? We're just going to keep it going on Saturday. Match number two is, let's just go through Saturday. Yeah. King Um, Corbin versus Elias. Um, man, the Corbin promo in the open was just like showing the poorly staged, like, all thing that they did and then teasing that Elias wasn't actually there and then the hokey shocked look from the guitar sound it was just yeah. not good at all like th- I could understand why this maybe would have worked in a stadium or like with people there but when it's very obvious that there's no one there you can't really do these kind of things um what, man, this I, was this was one of the time there was you would WWE did a good job because there wasn't a bunch of these times there was a handful, but this right. was like you're gonna come across. It's gonna happen. This yeah. is one of those times where this was made for having a crowd there. You know, right. he's hitting him. He's hitting him with the with the uh, the guitar and just it just it was weird in the way that it hokey was a, another yeah. great articulation. From that's why we call you Mister Know It All. He's that's, killing that's, it tonight. That's, that's what he's I do. Guys. Killing it what tonight. I- he keeps um, saying things where I keep my my light bulb keeps going. Aha, aha. Yeah, hope, if there's one word for this, I grade this match. I don't give it an A or a B or a C. I give it hokey. Hokey. It is hokey. And I actually ended up grading it about the same as I graded the first match. I gave it a one and a half stars um, because I did think that uh, I think Elias is surprisingly good as a babyface. Uh, his selling is significantly better. He is drawing sympathy better than I thought he would be able to. Um, so hats off to Elias. I think that that's right. like the sh- you know the shine the silver lining of this match is that uh, I think that he's doing a good job as a babyface. Um, so yeah, I gave it a star and a half. Uh, yeah. What was your- it- yeah, I'm about the same way. I'd say I'd say like a, a D plus. Uh, I I didn't like it that yeah, much. I, plus, I really can't yeah. give it, I can't give it a C. But I will say 
what I'm what I'm thinking about Elias is coming over to Babyface. It's it's kind of the whole problem with WWE right now. It's like because of people being so much of a smart mark and they get mad at real heels and it gets overblown and then they like it's just it's crazy thing like Elias was trying to be a heel but he was always this cool heel. It's like same with like Kevin Owens and and all these other people. It's like it's so hard to be a real heel because you end up being such a good heel that they bring you over to baby. I just keep seeing it time and time again, like Elias and I don't know. It's, I feel like it's so hard to stay as a heel because you end up being so good. Like Elias, like every, he really wasn't even that much of a heel when he was a heel. People loved him. Yeah. People loved. They cheered when he would come out and hit the G. He'd play a G chord yeah. or whatever the hell he was playing, and everyone would cheer. So it's it's just so funny the times like. They just keep giving up. It's like, ah, oh, we yeah. can't make them a heel. We give up, and we're, I wish yeah. they could have done something. But I'm, I don't, I don't hate it. But uh, just a little thought there about him turning babyface. It's almost like it's so hard for them to get a real heel. You, you, you gotta really have yeah. it. It's That's almost true. like you used to have, you used to need to have it, the it factor, to be the babyface. Yeah. Now you need flip, for sure, it yeah. to be that heel because yeah. you gotta like live it. You gotta so, live, yeah, and people don't want to live it. People want to be nice on Twitter to people, and they want to make money, man. They want to sell merch. Yeah, you true, gotta sell true, the merch true. too. Merch. Gotta sell. Jericho's the 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 legend of heels. I will say that because he doesn't want to sell the merch when he's a heel, and he makes yeah. it known. But he does. Um, but he sells yeah. tons. Of he still sucks. Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, I've heard him say a bunch of times whenever he's heel, he refuses to sell. Maybe that's changed. Back, I'm talking about like five years ago. Jericho yeah. podcast. He used to say he refused to sell any merch if he was a heel because yeah. a heel doesn't sell merch. But yeah. you're probably right on AEW. Everybody He's wants to make some money though. You know what I'm saying? To make money. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I mean, I'm not hating. Yeah, I mean, man. Next, next match on the card. It's a solid little package that we got rolling into this too for Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. Uh, it looked pretty hype for sure. Um, and then here we go. It's the WWE Raw Championship. Becky pulled up to the PC in a damn big rig, and that was kind of funny to me. A little overkill again for an empty place, but I, you know, it's WrestleMania. You gotta, you gotta do something special. I get that. Um, easily the best match so far. Uh, although Shayna Baszler looks straight up like a raccoon with her makeup, but you know, the, but the blows were stiff. The work was awesome. Um, I actually think I preferred Phillips and Saxton. Like I feel like they were doing a better oh, job on commentary. Did. I definitely than, did. Than, than JBL and Cole, which is wild, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoyed their commentary significantly more. Uh, the action was super aggressive, too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I could have actually handled a couple more minutes in length, honestly. Um, I was kind of bummed when it was over. It was a really good match. absolutely loved it. They did the, the whole Bret Hart roll-up for the win. Um, yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't have my notes. So I, 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 yeah, I, I like the I finish. that part. Um, yeah, so I gave it three and a half stars. Solid B plus for me. Um, really enjoyed this match. Yes, I'm I'm right there with you. I hate to keep agreeing with you. I don't like agreeing <laughs> with this man. I try not to agree with him. Got to keep it going. But every one of these matches we've agreed so far, I promise you we're going to differ as the time goes on. But I did agree with him here. And, yes, that I was trying to remember the match in my head. And then once you said that Bret Hart, the roll-up, where she did like the little backflip into it. Classic Bret Hart finish. Loved it. Don't like Bret Hart. Can I get uh, everybody ready? One, two, three, 
<laughs> Fuck Brett. Um, but um, I did like the finish. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, oh, but but I did want to say one thing. You said something about the the commentary. I definitely like the commentary better than Michael Cole and JBL. But for some reason, JBL JBL was kind of bringing stuff this WrestleMania through throughout. I I did like it. Yeah, it got kinda, better. It got better. He, he sure. did he did bring some stuff as it went. I don't off the top of my head, I can't remember like what lines or one liners he had, but he definitely was bringing like that clap because you're just so used to hearing JBL on commentary now. It's been a decade, probably over a decade at commentary at this point. But I mean, he just gave uh, a really he good left aspect. Like 2011, so like close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, yeah, exactly. We're close. I mean, he he was there for a long time, so. Uh, just hearing his voice there was was good. Uh, yeah. But I I love the new guys too. Byron Saxon and all them were, were phenomenal. Um, just wanted to say that there. And now I have to write down where I said the f word because. <laughs> oh man. That out. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep the thing rolling here. Uh, number four, we have Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak in his corner versus Sami Zayn with Cesaro and Nakamura in his corner for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Again, I really, I mean, all right, look, I'm a huge fan of nostalgia. I loved the white Intercontinental title. It's easily my oh. favorite Intercontinental title of all time. Yeah. But I will say I do like this belt. Like, Me do, too. Do I, like, I love the white yeah. one. I love the white one. It's got a special I'm place in my so heart. I'm so sad. I'm but so I do love this belt. I think it's cool, and I think that like I think that they're doing a good job of trying to build this title back up. I think they need to go ahead and absolve uh, the U.S. title. I don't even know. Does anybody even know where that is right now? Who has the U.S. No title? Idea. No. Yeah, idea. it's not on WrestleMania, so like yeah, that's crazy, I mean, you know? Like because no, it's a WCW title, and this is the World Wrestling Federation. Nobody cares about the United yeah, States. They need to just yeah, they need I to mean, just meld them back together again. Here's the thing. You know, it, they had the and like you said, it's the white intercontinental title. That was a thing that Sean brought in as the white, and he really didn't even use it that much. He went back to the black, and and it was, I think, for one, they shouldn't have kept it white so long because it stood out. You could have had the black back, the black the black uh, leather. What are you gonna say there? When, when Perfect had it, it was white, wasn't Perf- it? Uh, yeah, and I think Warrior had it at different colors too. Yeah, I think he had a um, yellow one. Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm just I, I think yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had the world. I don't. I. I don't know. I, I'm not saying Sean originated it. I'm just saying like Sean was the last one. I believe Sean was the last one to have the Intercontinental title and change the color of the the leather. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember anybody doing it other than that. But Sean was definitely in my mind the last one to yeah. to change think, the leather. I think that's. I think that's close to accurate. I'm not. I'm yeah, not I can't. I'm, I'm, I can't say for sure, but I, I, I think that is close to accurate. I can't say 100%, but I can't remember. I, I definitely know people that had different colors. I'm just saying, Sean was kind of the last one to have it. And then Sean kind of went back to black. The the re, I don't really get why they kept it the white leather, but I still, that's my favorite title. That's my favorite title, even almost over the Winged Eagle championship belt. I love that Intercontinental title. And I'm really, really sad. Oh, I, th- to I agree, belt. yeah. I'm really, really sad that I let it go. I wish they didn't keep the leather white because I thought the leather white be- was like special for one person, and like yeah. everybody else should just had the black leather. But that's just like a really random small thing. I don't care that they. It's like yeah, it's since, cool. Since we kept- since we have gone down this rabbit hole though, I really have to say because I don't get enough chance to say it. Yeah. The most beautiful title in wrestling is the NXT UK Championship. Oh, it is an absolutely beautiful yeah. title. 
100%. I can't. We always say it, and it's so great. It's so amazing. Anytime I get a chance where I can say it and we get, we get off. But let's title. get back to the match. Back to the match. Well, hold though, on. Yeah. well, well my, main, my main point about this intercontinental thing, because what I've come to realize is so I've been really kind of upset that they took away that title. It's that classic legendary sure, yeah. title that they took away, gave a new title, and then brought this new one back. Yes, it had the solid white and only white strap, mostly since its new run, but I just I was sad they took it away and they got this new title that looks amazing and I love it. And you know what? I think it's the best thing for the Intercontinental title. It's I agree. the best thing for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, I'm sad that they took away because uh, I love old school stuff. And you know what? Some things just need to be put in time and remembered fondly and you yep. got to move on. And I think this is one of those, one of those things we got, we got, we got it back. We got it back for a long time and that's great. It's way better than any of the other intercontinental titles they've tried to introduce, which is pretty much, they've only had one, two, ones, two three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say three total other than this one. So two other ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's a good thing for the Intercontinental title. They're revamping it. It looks yeah. cool. It's getting people excited. People are talking. I think it's a great thing. I am sad, though. I, am, I love that that old school Intercontinental I mean, title. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, anytime you can have Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title, then the Intercontinental title is on an upswing from where it's been. Oh, uh, yeah. that's and, this, and this match kind of like showed it, too. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. I think, I think that they're, you know, I think since they've switched it, too, it's like, we're going to push this as the workhorse title again. Like, you know, the guys that can go in the ring the guys that might not be main eventers but like the guys that we all know like just knock it out of the park in the ring uh yeah. those guys are going to be in, the, in that title picture and i think i think these two guys can do that um okay. there was lots of he- heel teasing in the open by zane uh once they finally got it going it was pretty much just brian um just really beating the hell out of zane of course sammy is just kind of like yelling and crying the whole time which i liked um it's something right, you right. don't normally notice but these are empty arenas kind of add that dimension and you know sammy zane was an indie indie darling for a long time so i'm sure he was used to you know 50 people or less in some of these yeah you know some of these shows and also probably just knocked it out of the park those nights too you know um but yeah i did i did feel like the finish was a little weak with the interference but overall i'm glad to see zane retain and keep that trio going uh i i I don't think it's the end of the angle too i think eventually daniel bryan gulak and maybe another like pure wrestler type person uh another person that daniel bryan can help help get over is going to join. So there'll be a, a three versus three type situation. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who that, who that is. I, I, I mean, there's several guys that I feel like it could be. Um, so, so several guys from like 205 Live, considering Gulak came up, I think Tony Nice would be a perfect guy in that spot. Um, every time you know we've seen him and we talk about him, he's great. Or maybe even somebody from NXT UK to come over. Uh, I feel like that that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, maybe have somebody come up like a uh, like a Tyler Bate or something and be a part of that group. I think mm-hmm. that would be cool. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, you know, I gave the match like three stars, so like a B, solid B, maybe even a B minus, uh, just because I really didn't like the interference ending because I thought these guys could have told a better story without it. Uh, what do you think about the, the finish and like the overall of this one? Yeah, the only thing I'll add is, you know, it's WrestleMania, so sometimes, or most of the time, I'm hoping for a match at WrestleMania. It's gonna have a, a clean finish or just a story ending finish, and it this one didn't, and it's because. Or I'm thinking, like you, it's because they're going to prolong this story and keep it going. They weren't finished telling the story, so they have the interference story. 
Um, maybe that's why maybe, uh, you know, and it makes sense also why, you know, they want to keep the title on him and they, it, it makes sense why he's not just going to have a clean finish over to, yeah. over Daniel. So I understand it just, you know, it's, I wish there was some other way. Yeah. And it comes down to, if you really think about it, if you were the booker kind of seems like there probably is another way, any other way to book this, especially if you're planning on more story with this and then also you can't bury daniel bryan if you want to keep the intercontinental title on so they really were kind of stuck and maybe that's bad booking why they got at wrestlemania at this point who knows i'm not gonna really we could dig into this on a whole show on and debate that but um i thought it was a great match other than the finish so yeah i'm right there in that i don't remember what you said but i'm in like a b category on my uh, grading of this match um thought it was good but uh, just wasn't wasn't in, enthusiastic about the finish i wasn't i wasn't uh, i wasn't enjoying the finish of this match uh yeah what, what was after this one though i don't i mean you're having to run me down i don't know what no I it's all good remember things. so okay so this is this is another kind of strange one that i think ended up kind of the best in a, I in can't a better wait situation to talk about the last match by the way i can't wait Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there. So I actually what I, what I would actually like to do is go through all of these matches until the last match on each side, and then save oh, those both for the end of the show. Me. I really think we should do that because I feel like that's kind of the story of WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, let's let's get through these. Uh, match number five on the Saturday Night Show was Kofi Kingston versus uh, Morrison versus Jimmy Uso uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think it was Miz that reported that he had a fever or something like that. Um, and so they ended up him not being able to do the show. They just decided to go with one individual person from each team, which I think in actuality with an empty arena, it probably worked itself out really well, especially with these three. Um, I mean, it, it was definitely weird because it's just three instead of all six members. But that being said, like out of out of all six, it could possibly be these three are the best. I thought it was a it could the the potential to steal the show was there. I don't think it quite did, uh, but it was there. Uh, the match was really good. Uh, it was again probably because it was only three of them. Uh, it was it was really smart, and I did think that the finish was booked well. It was unique. Uh, I, I'd never seen it happen like that before, and that's hard to do when you've seen these matches at least a few times a year. That's really hard to do for a finish. Um, so I I, 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 I liked that. I think, but I actually think that the Gaga and the writing was better than the in-ring work, if that makes sense. Um, but I ended up giving the match a B plus. I thought it was a good match. I thought that they, uh, considering the circumstances, and it was a, a three-way instead of a you know six-man tag, a TLC style match. Like I thought, all three guys really stepped up, represented their their teams well. And uh, yeah, three and a half stars for me. What did you think about this uh, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship ladder match? Yeah, man. I think. I think my first reaction of watching it and the main thing that stuck with me was it just kind of reminded me of coronavirus, which is kind of weird. I know there's no there's it's an empty arena, but it's like because of what happened, things got changed and dude had a fever and it just I don't know, made me start. That doesn't take anything away from the match, but. No. That was my first reaction. I'm just thinking like, oh man, oh yeah, this stupid Corona thing. I just can't wait for this to be over. But plus, Miz has kids too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when you, you have young be, kids, you it's like be smart. 
Dude, you gotta be worth, smart. One wrestling oh, match no, is not worth dude. it. You had a great career. Don't Hell don't wrestle. No. Like I'm not. Yeah, that's not why I'm bringing it up. I was, I've heard I a lot of heat like, on him about that, and it's like, dude, like oh, stop. That was not my reason to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I just yeah. mean it was just like a, one of those moments where it just reminds you, like, man, we're in, we're in this, you know, because you start forgetting. Even though there's no arena there or arena, obviously there's arena. Oh, there's no a crowd in the arena. It's you kind of forget. You get lost in it. That's what they're hoping, and you're like, oh yeah. We're in this weird time, you know. How yeah. long was this match, though, Daniel? Do you have that written down at all? I don't. I don't uh, it was it a solid felt, amount of time. It, I felt, felt like it was about 20 minutes, 22 minutes maybe. The reason I ask, you don't have to give me the time. It felt a little long for Cash yeah. Money. Felt yeah. a little long for me, and that's why I can't agree with you on your assessment there. It felt a little drawn out. Felt like, dude, you got a ladder in there. What are y'all doing? I don't know. It felt bo- it. It got. I mean, it, I don't feel. I never felt like it dragged. I felt uh, like it dragged. Wow. All right. I had to give it like a C. Definitely not a C plus. I'm giving it a solid C. It was good. It was good. But so far, this WrestleMania up to this point, I'm not buying it. I'm glad. I'm. I mean, the best match the is WWE easily Network. is easily Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler thus far. That's because I get to see Becky Lynch and her fine. Body walk. All right. Hold on. I love and it. moving on. And we're okay. gonna move on. Let's just move right. on. Hurry. Get away. Get away. Okay. Let's so the next up. match yeah. is is one that's been building up for months and months, which is very rare in the WWE, and it's two of my favorite wrestlers. Um, this has got to be the show stealer on the card for sure. It's the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins himself versus KO Kevin Owens. Uh, man, Rollins in the all white gear with just the Monday Night Messiah text was super slick. Um, I loved it. And that Mania, like that Owens Mania t-shirt was pretty awesome too. Um, there was just some standout spots here, man. Of course, the wrestling was great. The trash talk between the two of them was great. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear them call one spot, but they were constantly like just smack talking each other. Yeah. Loved all of that. I mean, these are two indie darlings too. These guys were both in Ring of Honor at the same time. So they're like, this is the perfect, perfect matchup, perfect time, place and time. I think if this match had been in the stadium, it would be talked about for a very very long time um and i'm not saying it's not going to be i think i still think it's probably the best in-ring match between both nights in my opinion um the falcon arrow on the apron was just super sick um you can just hear the intensity of so much so like those bumps like so much more um I didn't even mind like the 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 false DQ finish and then the match restart. Uh, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it was really well done because of the way they could talk to each other and the way they shot it. They shot it more like soap opera ish with like the camera angles. Um, and man, they made up for it, dude. The chair shots were vicious. The dive off the sign through the table will be played for for a long, long time. That's going to be one of the big shots that they use when they talk about this COVID, you know, WrestleMania, like that, that Kevin Owens just diving off the top of the WrestleMania sign and going through that table was amazing. Uh, it was an absolutely incredible show stealer for sure. Uh, and the way like, Oh, the way Rollins just like heaved on the floor and heaved the entire time when you got in the ring, I was like, I feel like he might be hurt. Like they just did such a good job. Like, I mean, great professional wrestling. I loved it. Um, Man, four stars for me. It wasn't A+. 
because uh, it did lag in a couple spots. Uh, but I mean, that's just, I don't think I would have noticed it without a crowd. But because it's under a microscope and there isn't a crowd, there was a few spots that felt a little drawn out. But the match didn't itself didn't feel too long. And I do feel like they t- kept a really good pace considering it's an empty arena match, essentially. So yeah, four stars from me. What did you think about Rollins versus Owens? Man, I thought I thought they killed it. One in the main thing is something we talked about before, which this is probably gonna hit before the video of where we we did it. We we did a little video of us watching WrestleMania, which is coming out. We're working on it, and we talked a lot on on that video about you know these indie guys and just yeah. if you've ever been around people training and and it's, there's nobody in there when you're training. You'll do little sessions where you have a match right there in front of everybody, and you 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 can hear each other talk shit. Yeah. This was that everybody did it the whole night, but you could just really see these two guys killing it. We we touched on this a lot on our last video, which you guys will see. Um, I love that these guys are those indie guys, like you're saying. Yeah. Just killing that. I think this is one of the best matches. Did drag out a little bit. There was great spots. I mean, Kevin Owens killing it, these amazing spots, but it did drag on a little bit for me. I mean, I was finding myself kind of wandering. Um, I I didn't get to, uh, you know, spend too much time on it. I don't want to grade it because, you know, I had a little bit going on during this. My thought, my first thought on it was like a B plus. I'm going to be honest. I I was at, I was at a B plus. I was at a solid A. So I feel like we're, we're pretty close. Not that off. I I didn't like the, 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 uh, false, the, um, whatever you call it. And then they go back into it. But I made a note that he did a buckle bomb because you were like, he hasn't done a buckle bomb since the sting thing. He did a buckle bomb. Yeah, he does them all the time. All the time. Like, it still does, does it all the time. Does not do them all the time. He does do them all the time. He did one on Raw, yes, like, two a call, couple weeks ago, too. Call, I know, Kevin. I'm going to call him. I bet you he's hurting. Bet oh, you my he's God. Hurting. Oh, bet my you. God. Oh, everybody, hold on. I'm gonna co- no, I'm kidding. I don't well, know did that Did you watch guy. Raw? Never met him in my life. No, I, don't I mean, there's nothing else to watch, so I've been watching everything. Like, dude, I've been watching everything. Because yeah, there's dude. nothing else to watch. Like, I got... Yeah, I know. I need to, too. I'm sorry. I love that. Well, you're essential, though. You're quote-unquote essential. I'm locked up in the house with my kids. Hey, guys, so like, I'm that real deal Holyfield. No, I love – hey, here's the thing, though. Side note. There's people, like, at my work watching wrestling. Never watched wrestling yeah, before. Yeah. I love it. It's Dude, this so is going to surge wrestling. That's the thing, too. Like, my hat's off to WrestleMania. It. You know what? We're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to get there. I'm going to wrap it. I got, I got some nice things to say at the end of this whole show. But, yeah, so right after this match, there's a nice promo in the back from Paul Heyman. Um, you know, just like about, you know, Sunday night's match, which is, he, you know, I don't think anybody on earth is better on the mic in pro wrestling than Paul Heyman. And I think that he's in a, in a world all of him on his own. Like, I mean, even, I mean, even great promos throughout the years, like Flair and like Austin and rock, like, dude, there's Paul Heyman. And then there's like the rock and then there's like flair and then there's like stone cold. And then there's, you know, like, but dude, I mean, Heyman is, miles ahead of everyone he's just the best that's ever been on a microphone ever now i will say bobby heenan is a better like ringside manager but even better than bobby heenan on the microphone paul Heyman to me because he can do the silly over the top paul Heyman's or or or, you know bobby the brain style if he wants to he can do the gimmick heavy if he wants to he can do the serious if he needs to he can do the monster you know like he's just the best um 
yeah, but that's going to lead us into the Universal Championship match. It's Braun Strowman as a pinch hitter for Gold for uh, for Roman oh. Reigns versus Goldberg. No. So I'm going to go no. ahead and let you lead this. Do we one have here. to talk? Do we have to talk about this? Yeah, let's talk about. It. I, I kind of want to talk about it. Yeah, I kind of want to. So I can't tell you guys how much I don't like William Goldberg. I don't like Bill Goldberg. I don't think he's good for wrestling. I think he's the wrong thing professional wrestling needs is people like him. People who don't care about the sport of wrestling, who don't care about the the any, the history of it. I don't like Bill Goldberg. And this match, I've said a hundred million times on this podcast how much I love two big men going at it. I yeah. love a big man versus a big man. I love King Kong Bundy. Watch it there. Just, hey, hey, getting chubby over there. Hey, I like it. I like two big men going at it, man. Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna. I love these. I love it when two of them come up at a WrestleMania. Yes, at I a can't world. see your hands. I can't see your hands. What are hey, you doing down there? Wait a minute. Wait a <laughs> minute. Don't get too excited now. At a, at a Royal Rumble, whenever like freaking Mabel and King Kong Bunny step up to each other and they go at it. You know, you get a you get a Hulk Hogan versus a big man, a big Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bunny in a in a in a in a uh, uh, a cage match. You get or I just I love these big men. This was the opposite of what I like. What was happening? It's like literally Goldberg can't have a match. He literally did a bunch of spears, spear, 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 pin, spear, spear, pin, spear, spear, and then. Braun Strowman, I blinked for a second. He he did a power slam, and then Braun Strowman won, and the match is over. Worst WrestleMania match ever of all time. Oh wow! For a world title, not the worst WrestleMania oh, okay, match okay, of okay, all okay. time. The worst WrestleMania match for a main uh, event world title ever, bar none. There will never be a worse main event know. match for a world title ever. And I know it wasn't the main of main of main of main of main event, but I'm just saying. For the main title of a brand to be on the line, I don't know. I don't know if WWE even even this is this is worse than in your house backlash. See, to me, it could have been way worse than it was. I mean, it was like minus minus. No, 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 no. Okay, should have never been there. Dude, I mean, this is what you would expect from these two, and I actually thought it was possibly better than what I would expect. They just traded big bumps. It was like, hey, three spears, here's four power slams, that's it. That, to me, makes sense. Like, you don't make them do more, don't give them more time. It was it was just big impact moves. That's all it was. Then that's all it needed to be. Then they don't need to – if that's all they can do, they can only do uh, five minutes of that. that that's retarded. Uh, it's just not even – I can't even comprehend how bad that was. It I disagree. Insane. I felt like it was short and sweet. Um, man, I thought I gave, I gave it two stars, so I gave it a C minus. I thought that was one of the worst pieces of wrestling trash I've ever seen. And I chalk it up to Bill Goldberg never being a professional. He's not even a professional wrestler. He's an ex-football player that just so happened to meet uh, somebody from WCW one time, and for some reason, we're still having to pay for uh, the disappointment of Bill Goldberg. Still, to that I agree. Point. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, you know what? The last match on this card Don't was the Boneyard match. 
It was the Boneyard I'm match. So we're going to save it. We're going to save it, okay? We're going to oh. save it. We're not going to blow our load. We're going to go ahead and... We're going to go ahead and jump over to Sunday. We're going to start off Sunday, and then we're just going to compare both of the main events from both shows and really kind of give okay. you guys how we feel about it, okay? So here we are. It's a, it's the pre-show for Sunday. Uh, it's pretty much just the same panel as Saturday. The whole world is kind of putting over, um, you know, the Boneyard match and everything. Um, the pre-show package here was great. I thought um, they already kind of made something from last night's show, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, the, the pre-show match here for Sunday was Liv Morgan versus Natalia, and this was pretty w- rough to watch, to be honest with you, man. Uh, it felt like a rehearsal match, uh, definitely not even close to like the Gulak-Cesaro match that they started off on Saturday. Uh, it's good that Liv Morgan got the win, but overall the match was less than mediocre. It was just bad altogether. I gave it a half a star. Um, I don't oh, know if you wow. saw it, but it, it wasn't good this. at all. I didn't see this one. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not worth watching. Does. I will say whoever was in the ear of Graves and Rosenberg during this pre-show was making it way worse because you could just tell that there was a lot of screaming or talking because they were just both so frazzled. And Corey Graves is a pro. Like, that dude's been doing it for a couple of yeah. years. He doesn't get frazzled. And it's like, I mean, they oh, just... hands down know, pro. So the truck was just, at least during that pre-show, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. And it was it was, it was was very obvious. Um, sorry about that F-bomb. Uh, but yeah. Oh, God. Wow, how could you... <laughs> Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that, guys. It's guys at home. I'm sorry you heard that random uh, cartoon horn. Um, but yeah, um, not too much to write home about from the pre-show. Uh, the main card here, it's the same exact super weird intro, uh, which I, I thought they would have changed it a little bit. Kind of lame they didn't. Uh, the Gronk intro was, again, short and sweet, uh, so that was nice. Um, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. That is match number one on Sunday. Uh, man. And yeah. this what did you think about banger, dude? I loved it. I thought it was a quick chain start. I feel like these two ladies took notes from the first night and they really like taught, like took the, the smack talk up. It's almost like they, they watched tape from yeah. the night before and used it to make their match better. Uh, and the, and the dialogue during the match was significant. Like it was almost like they, it's almost like instead of like booking, you know, like in the back, you book your spots, you know, you work your spots out together. We're going to do this, these sequence or whatever. Like they were also like, I'll say this, you say that. You know what I mean? Like, cause it it did feel a little scripted, but it was fine because it was fluid, and it is pro wrestling, so I don't mind it being a little bit scripted. Um, man, hey, I mean, the match really did open up after the start too, and they really found their pace, good footing. Uh, the work was crisp and believable. Uh, Charlotte would, ju- I mean, when she got hit, man, she would just scream. I mean, it was it was. Uh, these two had a banger of a match, man. Intense back and forth, no feeding. Great selling, good storytelling. I loved it. Um, man, good with Charlotte going over to being a part of NXT brand. That that hypes me up. I I, I didn't expect it. I thought that they were going to use this this moment to kind of catapult Rhea Ripley. But in hindsight, I'm kind of go- now it's like, ooh, we're at least going to get Charlotte in NXT again, at least until the next takeover, probably, um, and maybe even back on the brand. Maybe maybe she wants to start a family, so she wants to be back in Florida. I've heard rumors about that. Um, you know, I, there's Amen. rumors that Andrade wants to go back to NXT too, and I, I know that you know, you know, in real life, those they're together. So like, what? I'm, oh, I'm just like on the here, just dropping kayfabe. But yeah, man, what did you think about Charlotte versus Ray Ripley for the NXT title? Hey, man, kayfabe's in the in the title. You gotta watch out what you say there. Man, I'm gonna say this was one of my favorite. This was better than anything I saw in, in the in the first night. I mean, honestly, I loved it. I loved it. I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't. It, it got the same rating that I gave Rollins and Owens. Same rating. Yeah. So it's right I mean, up. So it's right up there. 
I loved it. I loved everything about it. I don't think it, it went too long. Like you said, no feeding. They were just both killing it. They both were on point. I was mostly impressed. This, nothing against Charlotte. Charlotte, I've given her A pluses before. I've given her A's. I know she's got it, and thank God she's still killing it. So it's not taking anything away from her. But her opponent is a is a, a younger person that I haven't seen that much before. She was killing it too. I mean, this was just hands down. This, you know, I was hoping that uh, Becky Lynch, after her whole year of just killing it, could have had that great WrestleMania time and that great WrestleMania A-plus match. But, man, I got to give it to these two girls. One of the best matches of the whole WrestleMania. I gave it an A, almost an A-plus. I, I really enjoyed it. I was so surprised that, that Charlotte won. I mean, that a, a surprise, that give, that for some reason, you know, a surprise makes it even better. You know, as a mark, you're like surprise. It makes you excited. Yeah. No, I so agree. So little things could surprise you. Didn't think Charlotte was gonna win, so I loved it. I I uh, I can't say much more than that. I can't say much, but I can. I'll 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 say a little <laughs> bit more if you want me to. No, I mean that's just it. As I feel, the I feel saying like goes. Sure. Just yeah, as I mean the saying goes. Can't say much more than that, but I can. I will say in the ring, that's this is the best thing. That if you know, if if we if I can recommend one match from Saturday, it's going to be Rollins versus Owens. If I can recommend one match on Sunday, that's actually in the ring wrestling match, it's going to be Charlotte versus Ray Ripley for sure. Um, but yeah, let's keep it let's keep it rolling here. Um, it was another like little package kind of covering the night before, which I thought was really well done considering the amount of time they had to put it together. Uh, I'm not a fan of Lana as a brunette at all. Uh, she's just meant to be a blonde, in my opinion. It's just oh, yeah. some people look great, you know, as brunettes and Felt not good as blondes. And some people, you know, it's just it is what it is. But she yeah, is yeah. a blonde and a dime is a blonde. Um, she's beautiful as with, you know, green or yellow hair color or, or orange or whatever. But anyway. Yeah, but it's, you know, blonde is definitely her look. Blonde is definitely um, a little bit better. Yeah, so match number two is Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley wearing the long tights kind of threw me for a loop. I don't know if I love it or I hate it. Uh, it's kind of kind of right there in between. Um, man, the belt and all, though. You know how we talked about, like, tights with the belt? It seems like everybody has them now. And it's like Lashley gets long tights with a belt. It's kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just it's wild. Uh, Lashley is kind of like the newest victim of that trend, I guess. Uh, I will say I'm grateful that this match is number two. Uh, I know it's cert- it's it's early, but it already kind of feels like the popcorn match. Uh, and I'm no disrespect to either one of these guys, but I just it felt like there's there wasn't enough buildup, there wasn't enough story, there's no stakes here between Alistair Black and Lana. So or Alistair Black, see, Lana's the most more over than Bobby Lashley. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like there there was just there's no stakes there. There's after after that Rusev angle, Bobby Lashley's lost all of his steam, uh, and I think mm. they're trying to abort this whole situation if you did watch raw i feel like they are already trying to get out of this whole lana thing she's going to turn babyface, get back with rusev it's going to be a whole randy savage thing it's going to they're probably going to have to put him back with lashley again but i feel like those guys are having decent matches anyway on to this one it just yeah it, it, it wasn't very good not much to say about the match kind of wild that they gave black the win um i mean if anybody could benefit from it, it would probably be alistair black uh lashley's kind of useless at this point so yeah, man, I gave it. I gave it a star and a half because the in-ring work wasn't bad. There was just no investment. The in-ring work was. Let me say it again. The in-ring work was good. It really was. They were smooth in the ring. It just. I didn't care about it at all. Uh, what, what did you think about this match? So, my number one rule 
is I have to be honest with our audience. I didn't watch this match. Oh, wow. No idea what happened. So I'm going to give it an F because I can only imagine how bad it was. Now, I'm, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm, like I'm that bad of a guy. I'm a terrible podcast host. Didn't really, watch he's it. Terrible. He's the worst. Didn't. I'm essential. God he's damn it. Yeah, he's essential. But. I'm over here putting glass showers in people's houses. This is essential stuff. You got whenever you think of essential, you think of nurses, uh, doctors, people selling food, people putting showers in your house. I mean, I do I do think of construction though. I do honestly think that construction yeah, is essential. So if what you're, you're doing building, here. if you're building a goddamn hospital. Wait, so so are you working like in the office only? Yeah, I work next to people all day. They come over, they're like, Hey Cass, let me use your pin and I'm like, Ah, you can keep it. Don't fucking give it back to me. You asshole. I mean, these people are nuts around town. They're nuts. They don't, they're not serious. I don't have a mask. But people are walking around me like... Dude, get a bandana and some rubber bands, bro. I, I just... D- d- dude, t- if you were around... Dude, nobody takes with me all the time. Like These people... I wear gloves when I go to like the gas station and all that, but yeah. these people I work with act like it's fake. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm the only one. Like, I had chips and dip. I got Mexican, and I had chips and dip, which I, I sprayed down with light, with uh, alcohol spray and, like, this whole thing and waited to eat it and, like, uh, everything I've learned from it. And some And two different girls from my work came up asking to take a chip and dip it in my cheese dip. Uh, bro. I'm like, no. What? I said no. And they're like, yeah. no, no, stop. I'm not going to double dip. And I said, no, I don't care about the double dip, dude. It's <laughs> I care about the initial dip. Bro, get away from me. You're already too close. Yeah. Yeah, social like, distancing. Hey, pen, let me go ahead and tell you guys right now, like my wife, if you guys are listening to this and you have this theory that this is all fake or some like stupid conspiracy theory, let me let me stop you right there, dude. First of all, you're not smarter than everyone else. You're not woke. You're not a genius. The the internet the internet and the government is not out to like control your life. Stop it. Stop being ridiculous. This is a very real thing. My wife works in a hospital. This is very real. There's nothing. There's not. It's not a joke. D- don't, dude. Just stay in your house, please, please. People, you are not a genius. I promise you're not a genius. Okay. People are. With all the Mountain Dew, you probably drink. It's if you honestly believe that this is a conspiracy, you are probably not a very intelligent person to begin with, because that's insane. It's insane. Okay. It's, this is not fake. Guys, come on, everybody. I'm seeing at my work. I'm literally. I work. In a, a small business of 40 people, out of the 40 people, numero uno is the only one taking it serious. So there's a problem. I don't know if it's just here in Middle Tennessee, but I'm the only one keeping social distancing, wiping down things, light, uh, washing my hands anytime I touch something. I'm, I'm trying not to touch. There's a problem. We got to stop. And th- it, I just... Just do it. Just do it. Quit. Speaking of speaking of just doing it, uh, Bailey is cutting a promo in the back after this match, uh, and she just kind of sucks at being a heel. We all expected her yes. to be better, and she's just not a good heel. Not I really wanted her to be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember when we do. Do you remember when we all like wished that she would have like? I just remember had this saying big heel it turn will and never happen because of the children. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, and you were of course wrong. But uh, okay, I'm on the same on the on the same token, on the same token, you know how like all of us marks like nostalgically look back and we're like, remember how we all wish we could have seen like Ricky Steamboat have a heel run like in the late '80s? No, it would have sucked because he is Bailey, and Bailey should have never been a heel. Like it's just that's what this is. It's just not supposed to be like this. Um, I will say though, I wasn't hype at all about this Otis and Ziggler storyline, but I thought they did a fantastic job of selling the entire angle off of the package that they that they put out before the match. Um, it's almost like the package got as much time as they did in the ring, but it I think they did a really good job. Um, what and the cool dimension to this is that there was like a quote unquote hacker that was showing the footage of Ziggler and Sonya kind of like hatching this plan. So now there's a yeah. third component here. There's a hacker that's like trying to tell everyone the truth. And we have no idea who this person is. So I feel like there might be a new debut there. Either way, I thought it was good stuff with the package. Even if it's a dead end and nothing ever comes of it, still a pretty good package. Um, On to the match. It's Otis versus Ziggler. The match wasn't really bad. It wasn't really good either. Uh, Ziggler did his best to kind of help Otis get over. Uh, And Otis shined really well. Um, But you could definitely see that he was blown up. Uh, especially in an empty arena type situation. Uh, Mandy with the distraction and Otis kind of carrying her out was a little cheese, but it was very like 80s style wrestling. You know, he got the girl and they got their big kiss moment. Uh, It was, I mean, it was kind of a feel good moment, honestly, too, because like, even though it's kind of a comedy angle, you want to see Otis get the girl, you know, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. The match quality was underwhelming. But as an angle, I gave it two stars. So I gave it a C minus. Uh, what, what did you think about Otis versus Ziggler? Yeah, I mean, there there just wasn't much there. I mean, it was good. It was a, it was one of those mediocre things. You pretty much kind of hit on nice all little happy of, baby face moment yeah, for WrestleMania. Nice, you know what I mean? Nice yeah. little moment. Yeah, not much more. It's a, it's a, it's a perfect C, thing, which isn't bad. It's not bad, no. but I'm giving it. It's bad. You're no. not gonna. I mean, yeah, it would have been great if they tore tore down the house and gave it an A plus, but it was yeah. good. It was a little C plus. What what what? What's after that, Mister? Okay, Noah? here we go. Now we're just gonna start plowing through them, guys. Okay, we got a pretty cool package for the angle, uh, and because we have content coming out on YouTube for the first time ever, very soon, um, we are not not gonna go in depth. But the next match here is gonna be Edge versus Orton in a last man oh, standing match. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and let you give your thoughts, uh, and uh, fire away, fire away, KJ Cass. Yeah, yeah, so like like Danielle just said, we watched this bad boy together. You're going to see it on YouTube. You're going to see our reactions as they happen, and I know you guys want that more than ever because it's awesome. No, I'm serious. It's pretty cool. Watch it on YouTube. We're going to put up a YouTube channel. And you're going to be able to see clips from the WrestleMania and then watch our live reactions. It's pretty awesome. My thought about the match, though, Danielle, is it was great. When I say great, this was phenomenal. This is Edge. It's his first match back in, I think, nine years. There was a lot of you know, um, things that reminded me of Shawn Michaels. And you'll see that in the YouTube thing that you'll, the YouTube videos that you'll see about this match. I keep talking about Shawn Michaels. And the reason is, you know, Shawn Michaels went four and a half years without wrestling, came back and didn't miss a step. Edge did not miss a step. 
His physique looked better than any time he ever had in the World Wrestling Federation. I mean, his his physique now looks better than he's ever looked. So he he so physically he's better looking. He looks more ripped, more more cut up. It's just amazing. The match itself, great. They start in the ring. They quickly take it into the crowd. They go. To, I loved seeing them go to the the workout room. As you'll see in our YouTube thing, uh, we we referenced a, um, a WrestleMania moment with Randy Savage getting hung up on the weight on the on the thing because uh, I think by Crush, Randy Savage gets kind of hung up, uh, tied up, and it happens the same thing in this match with Edge. RKO hangs him up on like a weight weight bench. And, and beats him on it. Um, I thought it was great. We both loved it, as you'll see when you watch, when you see our live reactions. We loved it. The first 10 minutes, we loved it. First 20 minutes, we loved it. We're going through. They're going through the warehouse. 25 minutes. We start slowing down the bandwagon. It's the wagon starts slowing. We're like, all right, this is cool. This is great. And we were like, oh, this is an A. This is an A. Go home. Go home. This is an A. All right. All right. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to go into the warehouse. All right. Oh, there's a semi truck. You're going to climb onto. All right. To B. All right. It takes another 10 minutes to get to the finish from the top of the. You're, you're now at like a C, but I'm not going to give it a C because of what I said at the beginning. How gr- the, 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 you know, the comparisons of Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels came back after four and a half years, yeah. never missing a step. Nine Edge, years for Edge. Yeah. Edge. Nine years, never missing a step, and physically look like uh, just the greatest you could ever want to look. I mean, all that, how great he was. Dude, I know most of this wasn't in the ring, but after seeing him in this match, I know most of it was was out of the ring. I'm pretty sure he could have killed it in the ring, and I think if it wasn't because of this virus, he would have had a match in the ring. Who knows? Because it went too long. The main thing went too long. The finish was great with the chair on top of the semi. All that was great. I loved it. How long it the the main dis the main diss of the whole match. The the thing that hurts the match the most is how long length. it went. Yeah. And then the and not just the length was it, but just the time in between spots there at the end because they were doing such a good job selling. It just kind of got a kind of got boring, but you can't not sell, so it made sense. Yes, it was long, but it made sense while it was long. Yeah. Therefore, I give it an A. I give it an A. I mean, it made sense while it was long. They were literally crawling slowly because they're selling like champions. They it literally took so long to do the finish because they had been 30 minutes through a match. What what do you think Edge is going to do? It would it would have sucked if Edge would have just jumped down off the thing, grabbed the chair, went up, boom, put it down, did execution, boom, done. Hey guys, what's up? Everybody would everybody would have been complaining. Hey, so my main thing is time. It made sense. Psychology, it just it just made sense. So I'm going to give the match an A, and I can't believe how gr- how great Edge looked in this match. I mean, 
That's all yeah, I man. I mean, for for me, I thought I mean I thought it was a really good start. At, now, to me, the length it was too long. I mean, thirty. I think I think you could have cut this off around 22, 23 minutes. Uh, and that's I mean I, that, I'm talking about that's a solid seven eight minutes too long for me. So that yeah. that's a whole another match that you could have had. Um, so for me, I gave it a B minus. Um, just because I did think that all of the work was fantastic. I thought it was great, but again, I don't think you needed it. Um, and especially when you have like. Um, you know, upstarts and some other matches on the card that probably could have used that time more. Uh, I really feel sure. like, um, you know, I, I really feel like that hurt that hurt the overall rating again. But but to your point though, nothing that you said was false. The actual work, the, the, the both Randy and Edge did a great job. It's not their fault they got too much time. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna and they're right. certainly not gonna say no. I don't want this much time. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna take that time. Um, and I'm sure this was probably pre-taped just by the way it was done. So like they could have edited Definitely. it if they Definitely wanted to, pre-taped. uh, but they didn't. So, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, yeah, so a solid B, B minus, um, you know, n- not a bad match at all. Uh, but that's going to, let, let's just keep the ball rolling here. Uh, match number five was a kind of throw together team, uh, versus the street profits. It was, a uh, Angel Garza and Austin theory. One of our favorites, if you've been listening to the show, um, for the WWE Raw yeah. Tag Team Championships. Man, this match, it wasn't bad. Uh, it could have been better with the story because uh, all the guys were good. And the in-the-ring work was crisp. It wasn't too long. I think they got it like nine minutes. Um, but it's still nine minutes is a, kind of a healthy story to tell uh, when there's no story, you know, when there's no, like, backup to get to that story. So I felt like they did a really good job. And, they're, you know, I watched Raw the next the next night, so they are kind of keeping the story going. Uh, and they actually used um, Bianca Belair to debut with the Street Profits uh, on Monday, which I think is great. It's a perfect fit for her, too. Um, and the trio of, of Garza and Zelina Vega and Austin Theory um, – kind of all working together against the Street Profits and Bianca Belair, I think is a really good combination. This match, though, kind of fell a little short to me. I gave it a C. Um, you know, it, there just wasn't anything to write home about, but the the work was crisp. Exactly. It, yeah. The work I mean, was crisp, it, but yeah. no one's going to remember this match. No one will remember Nobody's this match. Nobody's going to remember it. Uh, it's just one of those things like, I don't think this would have been in this spot at a normal WrestleMania, I don't know. I don't know. There was there was a, a, not this match, not just this match. I will say I had that had that thought a bunch throughout the night. Like, would this have been a would this? Of course, none of this would have been the same if this was a regular WrestleMania. But yeah, nothing to write home about. Like, yeah, I mean, this is just an average, an average kind of just nonsense to me. I mean, as a wrestling, I, nothing I was looking for. But I can't hate on it. They did great. I mean, what else do you say? You know, I mean, yeah. they're not—they're not making me remember it and and love it, and I'm not into no, that storyline. Sure. And maybe that's the problem too. So maybe I'm just a hater. I don't know. I've been known to be a hater. I'm a hater of Daniel. Hater. With all Schaefer. Couple so, yeah. haters. Couple haters. Yeah, I, I haven't forgot about Enzo, guys. I still remember him. Hey now. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Soft. Anyway, um, yeah, match number six was the SmackDown Women's Championship five-way. Um, boy, oh boy, was this match a cluster. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't good. I mean, whenever you, I mean, Tamina hasn't been in the ring in months, and she is, wasn't good before she took a long break. So uh, this match just wasn't good at all. I'm not even going to go through the eliminations because it was hard for me to keep my 
attention. Uh, it just really didn't work out at all for me. Um, man, I will say though that once it got down to um, Evans in there, uh, it was just when it was Evans and Banks, it was it was great. Uh, I felt like they had they had uh, some really good chemistry. Um, I thought I I felt like she is kind of slowly winning me over. Um, I think that it's taken a while for Lacey Evans to get to a point where I can believe some of her work. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, she kind of sold me on like her turning baby face. I think that maybe it was just her as a, uh, heel that just wasn't really for me. Uh, but I do think that she did a pretty good job holding her own and kind of turning this match into, you know, a, a, a real a real deal or whatever uh but yeah it was you know it's bailey that actually gets the win here uh, and retains after 20 minutes of just going and going and going um what did you think about yeah, uh i mean this, this, this five way no it was i thought it was terrible i thought it was really terrible i love lacey evans i think she's the best thing going right now with those new women coming up I think she should have won. I mean, I would have loved it way more. I, something about her. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm a guy. I don't know. I just, I just something about her. That's, I'm into it. I think she's killing it. And and you know what? I think she's better as a, as a heel, honestly, than a babyface. I don't. I don't think she's a good heel. I, I she's I, just, she's too '90s wrestling. She's too next generation wrestling, where it's like over the top sailor maybe like it's good maybe woman power you didn't like her so maybe she was doing her job you didn't like her as a heel that's her job who knows i don't know i'm just messing but i think that you know considering we break down wrestling on a regular basis uh i, I would i would dare say that we're at least close to being smart marks having had us both being trained and uh i, I, I just, just don't think mark. that she was a good heel i'm just but, a uh, mark i'm just yeah a mark that's fair i mean so are we so so am i yeah no, i'm kidding um, yeah, Bailey wins. Uh, yeah, meh, it was what it deep, was. See, whatever. Who cares? Okay, Ooh. so we're actually going to hop over the next match because the next match was the Firefly Funhouse match, and that's what we're going to use for our kayfabe comparison between the Boneyard to the Firefly Funhouse. So we're going to jump over that one and go to the actual yeah, last in-ring match of the night. It's going to be Drew McIntyre yeah. finally getting his chance against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Um, man, this match was very similar to the Braun and Goldberg match, but better. I mean, it was just better. Um, I thought it was great. I thought Lesnar sold super well. I thought his facial expressions when, when, you know, McIntyre kicked out of that first F5 at one was perfect. And the way they zoomed in on the camera, I feel like they may have done that a couple times for pre-tape. But either way, maybe they pre-taped a lot of this. Maybe they did spend more time in the ring and they just did it that way and just edited it together. But it looked great. Uh, and the match was great. Uh, I'm really glad that McIntyre got the shine. There's a big rumor going around that uh, while Lesnar is still under WWE contract, the, that he already had a backdoor deal with uh, Dana White. So it would be a huge coup to actually have a contracted WWE wrestler fight in the UFC. And I think that that's what their plan is. I think he's going to have one more fight this summer, and that's going to be his like last fight. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that would be cool to see too, to have an actual WWE wrestler 
still under a WWE contract fight in the UFC on a main pay-per-view to be able to walk out with his WWE entrance and to wear his WWE tights. You know what I mean? Like his WWE like shorts, you know, I'm sure he'll still have his whole MMA like mouthpiece and his whole team behind him. But the idea of, of, of the idea of cross pollinating in the mainstream market, especially now with how big UFC has gotten, that's, that's a great idea. I think if you just keep Lesnar off TV altogether and then, you know, maybe after you lift this whole quarantine, you announce it in 90 days or something, Lesnar's going to fight for, I don't think it'll be for a title, but I think he's going to have a heavyweight fight in the UFC. I think it's great. And I think it's a big catapult for Drew, for Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm happy with this main event, man. I gave it three and a half stars, solid B plus for me. Um, what did you think about Drew McIntyre versus Lesnar? Yeah. So Drew gets the win. I, I mean, Drew wins the match. The chosen I think the, one is finally the champion. Finally. You know, the story of him and, you know, Vince McMahon and uh, Bret Hart and everybody calling him the chosen one 10 oh. years ago, whatever. Dude, his Chronicle, by the way, I don't know if you've seen it since WrestleMania yeah. happened, but, it, dude, it's like, you know, those old, like, the glory days of WWF DVDs when they were, like, fantastic? Yeah. That documentary of him is fantastic. Like, fantastic. really good. You should watch you it. Know, We've talked about him before, and you know he had a rough patch with uh, his his wife at the time, and everything happened, and now he's here at WrestleMania, and yeah, it's a weird WrestleMania. COVID 19s happening, but he finally gets it. I will say, match wise, let's get back to that. You compared it to the the um, not Brock the the Braun Strowman match before on on night one. The yeah. difference was psychology. The difference was uh, just expression, selling. I mean, Goldberg and Braun were nothing like this match. I mean, what they did here made sense so much better. I don't know anything about Brock and UFC and what's going on after this. It would be really cool, though, everything you said about that. But to see Drew finally do it, I mean, my main disappointment would be that he had to do it in front of nobody and all this COVID-19. It was like, you know, they built this moment for him. Same with, like, Becky. I I keep bringing up Becky Lynch. She had such a great year. And, yeah, she had last WrestleMania as being kind of the man as well. But I just feel like people like Becky Lynch being these top stars and not being able to be on top in front of all these people – and for Drew to finally get it, the boyhood dream of winning the title, um, at least he got to do it. So that's cool. I think it was great the way they did it. Um, I think it was way better than Night One's world title. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know what I really get. I mean, it wasn't like a um, an A plus wrestling match, but it was it was a good moment. So it I don't, was a I don't good, know. It was a good wrestling match for that Brock good, Lesnar style. And he's kind of developed his yeah. own style for those matches right. since he came and back what, in like 2012 or 2013 right. or whatever it was. And what I've said before, anytime you see Brock Lesnar start selling, we all get excited. I said before, yeah. I get so excited. I said, on, I think the last show we had, we were talking about Brock Lesnar. I said, when I see Brock Lesnar start selling, he starts selling. He's sold for right. Daniel yeah. Bryan. He sold for Daniel Bryan, who is a, a, a mini person to him there's no reason he should yeah. sell that's why you got to respect brock lesnar as a professional a wrestler yeah. he's a pro 
he you got to respect him. You can't be mad at him. It makes sense for him to be the champion all the time. If you don't get that, then you just don't get things. It's all got to make sense. He also understands that if you beat somebody and you make them look like shit, then who have you beaten? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he understands that. So he'll give it back, and he gave it back to people like Daniel Bryan, who are so much more than yeah. he's taken a sweet chin music, literally from the inside of the ring, took the sweet chin music, he literally bounced over the rope and fell to the outside of the ring and lay there until the segment was over. Yeah, that's when he was in his 20s, but literally since then to now, he's always known, he's known how to respect legends, and he'll always respect people like Sean, even though we all know in real life. He would take Sean and literally break him. But oh, in half, he respected yeah. him. Even back when he was 20-something, he respected Sean. He, and then even in his later years, like a couple years ago, he respected Daniel Bryan. and he looked respected like he, Cena, for sure, yeah. respected Cena a lot. He's respected and, – and AJ, he's had some good stuff. So, I mean, he's a great dude. And then he does the job here. I mean, that alone just makes me love it. I get so excited. But that's the thing. That's why you make a guy like Cena. If yeah. he just sold for everybody and and let everybody, every time he lost, let that person beat him the next night on Raw, one and one, it wouldn't be exciting. But the fact that he's winning all the time and he's so unstoppable, the second Daniel Bryan starts almost making him tap, you get so excited. He gets that. That's the art of professional wrestling. He's way more smarter than you, Marks. That's why he's doing the thing he's doing. That's how yeah. he makes money. That's why 100%. when he finally lays down to Drew McIntyre and passes the torch, so to speak, it's such a great moment. It's like, holy shit, Drew McIntyre beat this guy who literally has not he he'll no sell. Like that's the per he just no that's what you're supposed to do if you're Brock Lesnar. No sell for like two months. No sell everybody. Then you get to the main event of WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden you no-sell for like five minutes, and then all of a sudden Drew gets a right hook, and you get shook. That's how you make the crowd come. Come on, baby. That's professional wrestling. We're all smart yeah. marks. Think about it. Think no, about it. I agree. It. Don't hate on Brock. Love Brock. Brock's like literally the only thing making this whole train going. He's the best thing. He's like the only real, like, he's our whole coach. Crossover, yeah. Great. He's the whole Hogan generation. I loved it. I mean, it was just an A just because he dropped the dropped the title. It was so great. But, oh, this is next. This Here we go. Here we go. So um, now so now we're going to cut down these two productions, these high-value high productions that they put uh, into for night one and night two. So on night one, we had the Boneyard match, which is the American Badass Undertaker versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Uh, and the OC, and some random druids, and whatever. And then on the other side, you had the Firefly Funhouse match. So, in traditional kayfabe comparison style, I'm going to let the KG cast pick which one you want to cover first. And do I get to start first? You get to start first. I'm going to pick the, uh, the Undertaker one first, and I'll start first. All right, take it away, Cage of Cast, the Boneyard yeah. match. So the Boneyard match. If you if you would have told me on paper, which one? Of, if you would have told me, on, we didn't know going in that both of these were going to be some Hollywood type, you know, edited down versions of wrestling. So if you would have told me on paper 
Which one do you think is going to be better? The Boneyard match with The Undertaker or the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt? Which one do you think is better? Hands down, I'm saying Undertaker. This, this, so it starts out with a hearse coming down, a hearse, a hearse coming down, AJ Styles is there, and he's looking for the Undertaker, and then they do like the weakest surprise that it's the American Badass Undertaker. So, like I was saying, man, I mean, if I would have picked the better one, I would have definitely picked this Undertaker to be the better of the two edited-down versions. The thing I hate the most, man, is that the WWE is not a company to... It's not the type of company to copy another company. They they pave their own way. They don't let other wrestling companies show them what to do. But the fact that WWE got Matt Hardy and then hired Jeremy Borash and started... After that, producing, produ- Jeremy Borash worked for TNA. Okay, you yeah. know Jeremy Borash. He's oh, like yeah, one of the, I know. He's I know like, him well. He's yeah. like, the, yeah. he's like the, the the face of. He's like other than Mike TNA, he's the voice of of TNA. He works for WWE now just to make these type of videos, and it's just kind of silly that WWE. You know, there was all that hype of Matt Hardy. And the deletion and all that. And the final deletion, yeah. WWE just kind of... I mean, it's so weird to see in this time. Like, I can't believe WWE is just following suit. Like, WWE's never been like that. But it's almost... They're, they're definitely being... They're followers. They're not leaders right now. Like, to do this shitty production at WrestleMania with... The one of the people on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers is the Undertaker. To put him in a situation like this is ridiculous. You got Jeremy Borash from TNA, the guy who made the Matt Hardy things, produced it, directed it. He literally, this is his brainchild. He's the one making it for your WrestleMania. It was terrible. Yeah, you get the American Badass. I liked the selling between the two and the the talking, but it's edited down. I mean, it's a it's an editing production. So yeah, I like the selling and yeah, I like the talking, but they're not on a live camera, on a live mic, on a live feed. Who knows what? How? Who knows how many times they took those punches? The punches looked great. The stunts looked great. The story was drawn out and stupid. Took way too long. So stupid, dude. Whenever <laughs> so you stupid. Finally, you know AJ's crew's coming in to help him. It took way too long for them to help him. Undertaker, before that, it was way too long for Undertaker to get his comeback. I mean, the whole whole dug, everything was bad. It was just bad, 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 bad. And the fact that, my whole point, as I started with, the fact that WWE is doing this to begin with, it's ridiculous. WWE is follow, followers. Yeah, TNA did this with Matt Hardy and got the internet talking and got everybody back into wrestling for a little bit. And they, and WWE ended up hiring Matt, screwing that up, hiring Jeremy Borash, obviously not doing a good job with Jeremy Borash. Like, it just doesn't seem like WWE's thing. WWE never watched 
WCW and like started uh, putting, um, you know, uh, actor making actors. Degeneration X. Excuse me, Degeneration X. The click is Degeneration X and the NWO. That's the same thing through and through, and I'll fight you on that. But uh, what yeah, the WC- light heavyweight division that they started in like 1998 though, and failed horribly at. WWE's already had different divisions on weight classes. Oh my there. god! Okay. And okay. WWE never um uh let uh homeboy. You can't say that, that's just not right, man. You can't say that they never no. like. WWE never followed like this. WWE does their own thing and knows why they're the best. And it just feels like they're they're following this TNA video thing. That Buddy, TNA that was like out. six years ago though. Like okay, but that's to be what fair, they're trying like, to recreate. And it, yeah, and no, it didn't I agree. Work. At a hey, WrestleMania look. with The Undertaker, it just right. wasn't good. All right, what was your overall rating for this, then? F. It was F. Two of my favorites of all time. Undertaker, AJ Styles. One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I would never watch that again. You would have to pay me money to watch that whole thing again. It. I'll never watch it again. I agree. I agree. Okay, so 100% for me, I know that a lot of the crowd, a lot of like the fans are just losing their minds and just marking out over this match and putting it over. Conrad is putting it over. Eric Bischoff is putting it over. Um, <laughs> Eric I mean, Bischoff like, is, has never done anything in his life in professional wrestling, so... And neither has Conrad, so that's that doesn't help the situation. I mean, that's I'm not true at all. But, about wrestling, uh, and Eric Bischoff has ran a wrestling. Oh, he's also run shows though too that have you know sold out arenas. But Conrad's whatever. run shows. He begs to differ. He says he's just a podcast guy, podcast guy who does mortgages. But he's run shows anyway. No, so I I will say that I thought the match sucked. I thought it, I mean, especially when you have one of the best in-ring workers on your roster and they're in this production, like, okay, cool. Like, and now this is what, this is a theory that was, that was brought up that I saw on Twitter. And I was like, that is genius. Like once you found out that this was going to go to this, like you knew you weren't going to be able to do this and you were going to do a production. This is when you should have used Sting and you should have finally had a Sting Undertaker like production thing. And it wouldn't have had to be a match. It could be like a little mini movie and it would have been friggin' great. Like, that would have been the way to... That would have been, like, the talk of every WrestleMania forever. Like, we finally saw Sting and Taker 20 years later in their own little mini-movie, and it was during a pandemic, and this is what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... That would have been perfect. Like, um... So shout out to whatever random person says that on Twitter. Like that, you're absolutely right. That's it would have been way better thing. Uh, but because it was AJ, it was cheese. And what really, dude? Okay, so I was really trying to be on board because I enjoyed the final deletion. I enjoy, I, I was a part of that wave. I enjoyed Vanguard One and the dilapidated boat and Brother Nero. I loved all that stuff that that Broken Matt Hardy was doing. I loved all of that. So. I was very much into. I wanted to. I wanted to give this like when I realized that there it wasn't just a promo for the match and this was the quote unquote boneyard match. Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna. They're trying to obviously trying to go in this like, this like you know cinematic, you know almost like straight to DVD kind of like movie B movie way. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, okay, it's fine. And then the dialogue was okay. And then like he gets the better of AJ. And then it's like the lights turn on in the barn, and that way threw me off. And then the mm-hmm. OC is there, and then all these druids come out, but they come out to attack Taker, like th- like the druids are working are now supernaturally 
run by the like wouldn't the druids turn on the oc like don't mm-hmm. isn't the undertaker the dead like it doesn't that made no sense to me like no sense whatsoever um and then all of that with the cheese now i will say there was a moment where like like after all the druid thing had happened we're towards the end of the match here the quote-unquote match and taker's got got the upper hand and like AJ, it's like a pure moment. Like, it's like a pure moment. And AJ is on the ground, like, whimpering, like, please don't bury me. I have a family. Please don't bury me. It was like, it was very real. Like, and I was like, that was really good. Like, his performance was just like, that. that's selling on another level that you were never taught as a wrestler. That's acting. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't, Mm -hmm. that's not like selling a match. Like, he was like, it felt like he was legitimately begging for his life. Um, so hats off to AJ for that. Um, but the rest of this, I hated the cheesy rubber hand with the AJ glove too, is the last thing you see. Like, and this is my biggest issue. Like what, where do you go with AJ from here? Does he just come back on SmackDown? Yeah. I mean, they know, I mean, it's just Corona. What do you do do with AJ now? Now, do you, do you you leave him off and does AJ come back with some kind of supernatural powers? Do you make Mm -hmm. him your new undertaker? I'm I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. Like how, how else do you do this? Like, I I mean, you do like he did every other time Undertaker buried somebody. Or you just just make him like like 2016 AJ where he like cuts his hair off shorter and he's wearing all black and he's like the new, he's like zombie. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Like, he could pull it off. He could do that taker thing. Especially since he's getting older, too, and he's going to start winding down. I feel like that's yeah. a cool rub to have. Like, there is a way to do this. You can make you can make this better. Although, I will say, we're overwhelmingly the underdogs in this. Most people love the Boneyard. And I say most I can't people. Believe I, just, that. I know, I but can't dude, believe the, that. Gen- the general rating has been like 88% loved it. Like That was so like, terrible. Like, even on like pro wrestling observer people like straight up like pizza faced marks that live with their moms like loved it. He said it. I didn't. That was terrible though. No, terrible, I, hated terrible. I hated it. I gave it a negative terrible. two stars, so I gave it an F minus yeah. two. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, F minus. That's gonna take us to the last production of WrestleMania, the one that we all want to talk about. And that's all you, baby. It's Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse match. And I absolutely loved this. I thought that they did. They took everything from the first night and made it so much better. They touched on the nostalgia of both characters. They walked through John Cena's entire career. They walked through Bray Wyatt's entire career. And they gave a nod to, like, you know, John Cena's now an actor. He's coming back here. And now he's the Hollywood Hogan. He's the heel that still thinks he's a babyface. Like... Um, you know, with Bray kind of playing like the Eric Bischoff role and the fiend popping up and the, dude, the way they did this and the way dude hats off to John Cena again, one of the greatest of all time. He's easily in the top five. Like he has been for a while, but even after this, like you made this production so much better because you're a good actor. Bray Wyatt, phenomenal. Everything about them in a production setting is better to me than Taker and AJ. Um, everything about this match was better. The SmackDown fist, the Saturday night's main event, 80s promo between the both of them. Like, everything about this was absolutely amazing. It boosted both guys' stock. John Cena can put this on his damn, like, screen reel as an actor. You know what I mean? And Bray Wyatt got a huge rub from this. Mm-hmm. A++. I think this is, production-wise, the best thing WWE has ever done Ever, ever. The way they touched on nostalgia, 
highlighted a WrestleMania and you had you made the fiend, you made the fiend, you made him, and you still managed to not completely bury John Cena and keep his value ulti- like exactly the same, if not even better now. Yeah. And we got to see the prototype. We got to see you know Word Life John Cena. We got to see you know the original cult leader Bray. We got to see a little bit of Husky Harris. We got to see like I mean that's insane. Like all in 13 minutes. Far and away better than the Boneyard match. The best thing, the best production thing that they've ever done in the history of the company. A++. Five stars from me for John Cena versus Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse. Loved it. Well, I will say I have to agree. I mean, Jeremy Borash definitely had something this to do with Bruce this Bruce. one, too. This is Bruce, all Bruce, Bruce. Bruce. This is SmackDown. This is him. Br- I mean, Borat, Boneyard, Bruce did this one. I I mean I thought my my thought was Jeremy Bor- Borash had that was this was like his main thing to do these things, but Bruce Bruce is the man, so I'll give him credit too. But to see and you'll you'll see our live reaction on our YouTube thing. We yeah, watched yeah. this live as well as the Edge match. Um, so we didn't watch the Undertaker thing live, but we did watch this one, and we started off skeptical. We started off skeptical because of the Undertaker thing. We we're like, this probably isn't gonna be great. I mean, you watch the Undertaker thing on day one, and you're like, this probably isn't good. And then you watch, you start watching this one, and you're thinking it's probably gonna be just like the Undertaker match. But man, oh man, was it good! And I don't know who produced it or wh- whatever. I don't care. I loved it to see the different. It was almost like this is your life with the Rock. You know, from from uh, mankind, um, to see the different. This is your stages, life, yeah. Yeah, to see the different stages of uh, John Cena and him now at his in the in his 40s, dressing up like he was, and all the way to word life, the ruthless aggression. I mean, it was just, and he even cut a freestyle, which was terrible, just like all of his other freestyles. And then Bray Wyatt, I thought it was great. I thought this was. I don't like doing this whole type of editing type thing in professional wrestling. I don't see the good in it. I think it kind of just – it's contradicting and, like, why wouldn't you just do this about everything and why wouldn't this just be right. a, a pre-produced show every week? So I don't really understand bringing this in, and it's kind of something to think about, and I haven't really thought it through, but to me it feels like something that it just kind of contradicts the whole thing the whole point of professional wrestling and the art and the athleticism of putting on a show and being able to call it in the ring and doing your thing and selling and psychology and putting on a match. That said, if you're going to do this whole new thing that Jeremy Borash and Matt Hardy kind of created, and maybe also Lucha Underground, who did it before them, kind of created, if you want to talk about that too, if you're going to do it, this was the best way to do it. The story they told, the the editing and, and showing the, the you know, uh, Mean Gene Oakland and all the old school WrestleMania stuff. And it was just there was nostalgia there to, to pull at your heartstrings. And then the yeah. story, if you knew, if you're old enough to know the story of John Cena and you understand the stages of John, I'm sure there was some people who saw that that never saw the ruthless aggression John Cena or the or even word life John Cena. But if you were able to understand the story and grasp it, it did tell a good story. It was a great short story. I mean, they did it, it really in a was, short yeah. amount of time. 
they did it in a fun way at a I give the segment an A. As a wrestling match, I don't give it an A, obviously. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, just, yeah, same, same, As same, I same. just appointed to. That's why I said I production-wise, yeah. Right, right, exactly. As I just said, though, I don't know how good this is for, for professional wrestling because it kind of takes away from the art of it. But as as it in itself, I give it an A. Compared to the Undertaker thing, I mean, blows out of the water, which is crazy. Undertaker, AJ Styles, the two greatest, uh, two of the greatest ever. That's kind of where I'm at, too. It's just crazy. Like, I feel like the – okay, so if, if we're looking at both of these in our kayfabe comparison, let's say, like, COVID doesn't happen, right? So then we have WrestleMania and Tampa, and there's both of these matches would happen in the ring. So the match that would be better would probably be the one that AJ Styles carried, and AJ Styles yeah. and Taker would probably be better than Cena and Wyatt. It'd be like, probably. It'd be like John Undertaker. It'd be, it'd, I mean, it'd be great. It's fantastic. He could carry him easily. Um, but I think that Cena and Wyatt really benefited from doing this production. Like, to me, this is the best possible way you could have had this angle play out. Like, I mean, dude, yeah. this is... I mean, I will. I, I watched the Firefly Funhouse again the next morning. I've watched it three times, and it's because I was like, "Is it really that good?" Because I was like, you know, I've been drinking. It was the end of the night. Like, was it really that good? And like, I woke up the next morning and like ate breakfast and I watched it again, and I was like, "Yeah, it's, this is the best thing." Like, right. I, and right. after watching it like with a completely clean slate, like again, I was like, "This might be the best WWE production ever." Like ever. Yeah. Like, it was just. I, I agree. It's really good. So good. Really good. So good. So. Where are we? Do are we? I mean, I, I gotta say Sunday overall. I mean, when you when you talk yeah, about yeah, you, you gotta go Sunday. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you talk about having you know Charlotte and Ray Ripley there, um, and then you did also have the return of Edge, even though we both you know said it was a little too long, it was what it was. But then you have you know McIntyre getting that big rub at the end and finally becoming champion. Lesnar doing his great job there, uh, and then you also have the Cena and Wyatt thing. Let's not take away from Saturday though. I mean, Let's, there was some yeah. great matches there. Rollins and Owens. I mean, great stuff. The, the, yeah. I mean, that that triple threat ladder match was not bad. The Daniel Bryan Sami Zayn match was was good. The Becky Lynch Shayna Baszler match was good. I mean, it, this was a good WrestleMania weekend. It really yeah. was. I mean, listen, if I have to give the nod, it's going to be Sunday. But yeah, overall yeah, listen, great. Both listen, we're not taking away from Saturday. Sunday definitely wins because we're doing the old school comparison. But Sunday wins because that's what WWE wanted to win. Sunday is the day of actual WrestleMania. They just so happen to split it up into two days because of everything that's going down, spread the content. Both days were great. It was a great WrestleMania of what they had. I mean, they're having to do this weird WrestleMania. We'll yeah. never see it like this again. Hopefully, we'll never have to see it like this again. Yeah. Hopefully, things go back to normal. Um, Sunday definitely wins. I say it's just all around a win. We got wrestling. Thankfully, it's not like uh, NFL, baseball, NASCAR, uh, everything else where they have to stop. We got it, so we all, it's all just a win-win. Yeah, win. Hopefully, yeah. everybody gets better. Hopefully, all of you stay the fuck at home and stop going around people and stop asking to take people chips when they buy Mexican food at your work. Just stay away from everybody. Let's all just be real. And um, Daniel, what do we have? What, what do you have on the agenda? If we even do next week, I don't know if we're. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I think we're just I gonna go week by week. So I'm just gonna say, I'm just, you know, like again, again, like everything is weird now, guys. Like, and we're actually under a big tornado wash again tonight. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, it's always scary, especially when we just went through, like, actually losing our house to one. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, the next, I will say, the next episode, whether it's next week or the week after or whatever, the next episode is going to be uh, the top ten wrestlers to never win the WWE Championship. So that's going to be fun. It'll give me and me and, uh, me and the KG cast some time to, uh, you know, kind of put a list together. Um yeah, but we love you guys. I want to say too, like, I want to take this moment real quick and be like, kind of like touch on what you just said, though. But like, dude, I want to actually publicly thank the WWE because for two nights in a row, I didn't think about sickness, and that's right. something that like, yeah. without being too emo and being like too in our feels about this, like, I'm so grateful to be a wrestling fan right now because there was nothing else there. There's no, there's no basketball, there's no baseball, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing. It was right. just. It's just wrestling, and so thank you, Vince. Like, you know, you're a piece of shit person sometimes, but you know hey, what? Like, now. hey, but we love you That's too, my dude. Dad. And, and yeah, you've done so much for us. We would, none of us would be here. No one would be listening to this podcast. We wouldn't be making this podcast without Vince McMahon. Hey, buddy, thank you for giving us a WrestleMania during the height of the biggest global pandemic in our lifetime. Um, man, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty pumped about it. You know what? It's going to be next week or the week after or the week after that. But we're going to see you guys soon with the next episode. The top 10 wrestlers to never win the WWE title. Hopefully you liked our kayfabe comparison of WrestleMania 36. That's going to do it for me. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All. He is the KG Cast Lush. Be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review right here where you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabecom, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. And we are out. Stay safe. Stay alive. Stay apart. Stay home. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. I gotta pee. Peace.